Okay, well, first of all, welcome to our very first, you know, uh, Instagram live with Rebuilding the Garaku. Yeah, we have two more uh, guests in the next week to come, but today we have none other than Kelvin Chia, right? And this, this uh, Q&A session, this a chat, uh, there'll be a few, uh, the purpose of this is just basically to give you uh, us Malaysians, as Christian Malaysians, different perspectives of how we are supposed to approach um, uh, this whole uh, general election of PRU 15. And some of you might be thinking, is there any reason for us to go? Is there any reason for us to be part of this whole um, endeavor, you know? And, and this is where uh, all our three guests were coming for the next few, for this whole week, right? One view from someone all the way in UK, another one who is a social influencer, and finally a student. So, Kelvin, uh, just to get the whole uh, people just following up with you, uh, could you just briefly tell us more about yourself? Oh, well, thank you so much for having me, Adriel. Hello, everyone. If you've just joined us uh, in Malaysia, well, I'm calling I'm, I'm calling in all the way from the UK. Uh, and my name is Calvin. I live in Cambridge and I work in cancer. Let me unpack that. My name is Calvin. I am Malaysian. But number two, I've been living here in this city called Cambridge for the last, my goodness, 20 plus years, more than, more than the time I spent in Malaysia. And I wish, you know, I wish we could have done this call outside and show you what Cambridge looks like, uh, except it's like <laughs> 4 a.m. <laughs> it's like middle of the night here. So it's pitch dark. It's very, very cold. But I am here all the way uh, calling you from the UK. And finally, I work uh, in the field of cancer, specifically cancer research. And that's because, you know, very sadly, five years ago, uh, my mother died from cancer. And so I switched jobs. I switched into this profession that I knew nothing about and I've been working in this ever since. So just those three Cs. I'm Calvin. I live in Cambridge. I work in cancer. So whoever sees Kelvin now will always remember the three C's. <laughs> Kelvin Cambridge, even I can remember it as well. Now, for the sake of uh, Malaysians, right, uh, maybe we start off with the easy bit, right, which is I want you to share briefly one thing about Malaysia that you appreciate and love. Thank you so much. I miss Malaysia so much. I'm hoping, you know, I'm hoping to go back in just a few weeks. But I'll tell you something that happened to me just yesterday. So yesterday I visited a Malaysian church in London. Now you have to remember it's a Malaysian church because in the middle of this Malaysian church service, the pastor said, Today, we were having nasi lemak for lunch. Surprise! <laughs> no one knew. And all this nasi lemak turned out we had that for lunch. And you know, my whole 20 plus years here in the UK, that's never happened. Surprise, maybe cup of tea, lah. that's normal. Lah. But having food together is such a Malaysian thing. You know, go out, let's go out for teh tarik. Let's enjoy food together because we are enjoying life together. We're doing fellowship. We're doing life together with our food. And so I think this makan culture, which I really appreciate, is something that we might take for granted back in Malaysia, but is very special, very unique in Malaysia. This togetherness in life, in fellowship, in food. So that's one thing, one thing I really appreciate about Malaysians, our makan culture. Oh, love it, right? Togetherness <laughs> and food. Wonder whether they can become a sermon one day, right? Because even Jesus did the togetherness and food and ate with sinners. Now, he did, he yeah. did, yeah. Anyway, uh, now, I didn't prep you for this particular question, but the thought came to mind, right? Um, mm. 
how would you say uh, for you, right, why is political awareness very important for our, us Malaysians? Oh my goodness, you know, you're asking the right, right person for this because I have not been politically aware. I am ashamed to say that I've been convicted by many people in Malaysia who are teaching me about things that are happening in politics, but actually just generally happening back home. And now if you ask the average person here in the UK, the only reason why they would know who the prime minister is or what's happening in politics is because of kind of like bad news or some shock value in the headlines. But in Malaysia, we have a fair share of that. But I am amazed. Now, I'm amazed how people speak very, very positively about, you know, things that could be better in Malaysia. They actually have hopes for change. And that really inspires me. I don't think I've ever heard that here in the UK. And when I hear that happening all the way back in Malaysia, I'm thinking, wow, what's going on? You know, there must be people who are inspiring them and there must be something that God is doing there to be able to inspire so many people in an area that you would think would be godless politics and, you know, uh, government. Mm. But I think it shows that people want something that will benefit everyone, not just themselves. And that really, really inspires me. This awareness is just awareness of what's happening around the country. Awareness of something that God could do that will affect so many other people and not just me or people like me or myself. Mm, thank you so much for, for wording it that way because what I'm hearing is that um, uh, this, this cry of hope right, uh, should play itself out in being politically aware because that's where it also matters as well. right? Uh, exactly, and, exactly. Yeah. And, and speaking of uh, this political awareness, the one thing that all of us should be aware of is uh, GE15 or PRU15. Lehan Raya Umum ke-15 or General Election, the 15th generation. Uh, 15th general election. So my question to you, right, um, you're all the way in Cambodia. Right? Uh, <laughs> flight tickets are expensive. You would love to come back, but this is the situation. Now, from your point of view, how should we as Malaysian Christians approach G15? What can we do in our current capacity? Well, you know, I wish I was back home right now. The only reason I've kind of like delayed my stay is because I registered as a postal voter. And the moment I did, they said, you have to, to vote only through postal. So I can't actually go back. So I've actually intentionally delayed it so that I'll make sure I get my postal vote and we will send it back in time. Wow. But for, but for those of you back home, I wish, I wish I could be there with you on November the 19th. Now, the right answer, I think, you know, as a Christian, first and foremost, is that we can and we should pray for the elections. But what I would add to that is that we should vote our prayers. Now, you know, when you pray and you vote, you're essentially asking for something. You're asking for something verbally and you're asking for something to change. So, I mean, by all means, we should pray. You know, we should pray for fair elections, you know, peaceful elections. We should pray for a kind of outcome that will, again, benefit lots and lots of people. They'll be blessed through these elections. But you no, know, as you pray, why not vote your prayers? You know, you're asking God to use your vote, but also to use your prayers to bless other people, to bless all the people in Malaysia. So that's how I put it, you know, pray as a Christian, but then act on that prayer. Vote your prayers. Ask God to use your votes and to use your prayers. Wow. Wonderful. Hashtag vote your prayers, guys. Maybe we can make that <laughs> go viral. 
Yeah, and and I really appreciate how the encouragement is as a Christian and a Malaysian. I do both at the same time. It is not either or. Now, with that in mind, you will get people who will just say, you know, Kelvin, um, what's the point, right? There is this thing like um, uh, backdoor government has happened. Uh, people jumping uh, parties left, right, center. I don't even know what are the parties available. And you know what? There is no point. I want to mm. respond to a young Malaysian that says there is no point. My goodness. And you do hear that, right? You know, people who are disillusioned and they say it's a waste of time or there is no point, you know, voting in these elections. And I would, the first thing, honestly, I would say is I totally understand you know, I get where you're coming from because I think there have been a lot of people who have been hurt and let down and disappointed, you know, by, uh, by politics. But the thing is, it's not just politics. You know, people have been let down by so many other things in life as well. Sometimes even, you know, personalities on the internet, you know, you hope in this celebrity or this hero and then does something really senior lets you down. And that can happen in the world. It can happen sometimes, sadly, even in the church. You're let down by someone whom you respect, who, um, who you consider it as a believer and maybe in church. And when that happens, you know, you want to empathize with that and you want to say, I totally understand. But the next thing, the next thing I usually say to them, but hey, you know that God is not like that, right? You know that God is not someone who will ever, ever let you down, who will ever, ever let you go. And in fact, a lot of times, you know, you see this in the Bible again and again, God uses these moments of disappointments to help you to hope in Him even more. In fact, to take your hope from something else and to put it in God alone. So I would say, in these moments of disappointments, hope in God more and not less. And I would say it would be so great, you know, if November 19th, you know, people turn up there again. I wish I could be there, you know, with everyone in the queue. And you could see a difference. You know, the Christians are there voting and they're queuing up. But you see that they're so hopeful. You know, some people are voting in an angry way. And it's understandable. They want change. They're upset. But I wonder if it's possible to vote in a very hopeful way. That, you know, you want things to be better. You want to inspire others to hope in this God who will never let you down, you know, and to help them see that you trust in him and they can trust in him as well. So again, you know, situation that's difficult, that's disappointing, but hoping God more and not less. Wow. I think that's a very powerful moving reminder because um, as Christians, the, the, you always know, you sort of know it by head, but then when you have to word it out, like what you just said, the reality of why we approach Malaysia the way we do, the reality why we pray and why we vote, is because our hope is not in its current government, but it is in God who no. brings a hope that never fails. Yeah. Exactly, uh, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's that's a real powerful reminder. Yeah, so we're coming to our last question here. Uh, and, you know, thank you so much for, for just really uh, ministering to those who have been listening, right? You, you can even see, like, Jesse has been really there, like, a great reminder. He's such a good friend, so positive, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and, and thanks, Jesse, for joining. We miss you too. Yeah. Uh, so here's, here's my last question. Um, you have responded to those who uh, said there's no point, and, and it's really empathetic of you to say, I understand. You know, it is 
frustrating to see um, year after year to see how corruption may still come about. You know, um, the humanity is just uh, fallen and that's just the Genesis 3 world we are in. Now, in light of reminding us listeners here of the hope we have in Christ, what is the one thing you would want to empower the Malaysians to respond through just our short conversations today? So to respond, well, one thing, well, um, if, I, if, if I could just mention one verse, this is Romans 15, 13, and it talks about how may the God of hope, that's who we've been talking about, you know, may this God fill you with joy and hope and peace and believing through the Holy Spirit so that you may be abounding in hope. So God filling you such that you overflow with hope. And it's this idea of, God filling us such that we overflow and we fill others with hope. So you think of me and you as containers. And everyone here is a container. And we're all filling each other with something. We're always doing this. And we kind of fill each other with disappointment, with criticism, you know, with suspicion. Or the way that God fills us with, He fills us with hope so that we can fill each other with hope. So I want to encourage whoever is listening, you know, talk with your friends about something like the elections with your Bible study, with your friends in school and at work, but talk in such a way that you're constantly filling them with hope, filling them with this trust in God. Because, you know, what you're doing is when you're speaking, you're filling, filling, filling people with hope, with hope, with hope. You know, we just had this conversation on Saturday. I, was, I spent a whole afternoon. I told them I'm going to have this conversation with Edril. And we just naturally just started talking about the elections and you start having to navigate. Some things are negative, some things are challenging, but the missing voice is always, you know, how do we hope in something that isn't there, but is in God? And you have that. You have that in God. You have that because God fills you by His Spirit and God doesn't want you to just keep it in. God wants you to fill others with this same hope that you have in Him. And I would encourage you to do that. Use the elections, but again, use the elections as an opportunity to speak to your friends about God. Wow, Kelvin, it's like, it is what you just said, right? It's not just empowering, but I would rather, it's, the word I have for me is, is very convicting for us listeners. Uh, that's changing from 10 to 12 listeners now. Like. <laughs> Point is, what I'm hearing from you is this whole idea of, as a Malaysian Christian, what are we filling each other with? With exactly. with criticisms or with hope? And if there is anything of what being Christian is, knowing what Christ has done, we are supposed to be crazily optimistic because of who God is. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And, and, and now yeah. it challenges me. When I walk out there, right, what kind of conversations am I having? Do I go like, oh, this dune or this thing? <laughs> no, you can't. Or I'm just going to exercise my rights and trust that God comes in the space and, and, and convicts and works while I, while, I, while I vote and pray, you know? Or vote exactly. <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay. Thank you so much, Kelvin. Um, I can't wait to see you again when you come back uh, to Malaysia. Uh, very soon, very for, soon. Yeah. I think that's all for us today. Um, any last words, Kelvin? Thank you so much to everyone who joined. If you have just caught this conversation, I'll catch the recap and watch this over again. I really, really enjoyed this time. Thank you so much, Edril. Thank you, FPS Malaysia. All right. Uh, that, uh, I'll see you guys. See you all.
don't forget to follow, subscribe, and share this out. Bye-bye. Bye, Kevin. Bye. Bye. See you. Bye.